0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i'm your host eric the duke of sports scholar i'm joined by my co-host shelton's very own tyler pacholke we appreciate you all so much for listening to us be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the sports kingdom show so you can stay up to date on all of our newest episodes also be sure to give us a five-star rating and review that really helps out as well Don't forget to follow at TSK show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of sports and at Tyler Pacholke. on this episode of the sports kingdom show. We'll get Tyler's reaction to the Tar Heels losing in the national championship game. We'll also discuss the NBA MVP race and share what our biggest surprise and letdown was from the regular season as it comes to an end this week. And of course, we'll talk about the Lakers being eliminated from playoff contention with three games remaining in the regular season. All this and more on episode 244 of the TSK Show. Coming up right now. Welcome you to the sports, you to the sports, sports kingdom, kingdom, sports Welcome to sports welcome you to the sports kingdom welcome, welcome, welcome you to the sports kingdom. Kingdom, 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 kingdom kingdom what's going on everybody welcome to episode 244 of the sports kingdom show I'm your host Eric the Duke of sports Scholar. joining me as always Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholkey and Tyler I gotta know right off the bat how were the bowling playoffs in Vegas this past weekend? Oh man,
1: what a great experience! I mean, what a <laughs> what an event! Um, Vegas is just the perfect place to do stuff like that. Yeah, they they put a bunch of hype around it. The bowling alley is in the Orleans, which is about a mile off strip. It was dope. It was a it was a really cool setup. Um, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. We we did all right. We placed ninth. Out okay. Of, out of 28. Top 10. Top 10, which everybody was super stoked for us. I mean, the leagues, we were rookies in a league full of veterans, right? So yeah. So this league has been kind of the same teams for years. They took a picture of us. Did you see on the, the Instagram post? No. Woody took a picture of us. How our, did I miss this? Woody took a picture of our bowling team, right? And they the bowling alley reposted it what's the name of this bowling alley back uh well it might be under it's either under back alley bowling or matador bowling but they put they used our picture they didn't like repost it they used our picture (laughs) for a promotional post no they did not to get new teams to sign up so that's how much the vibe we are i mean we are the show oh we joke about we joked about how
0: b-a-b northridge looking for something fun to do for the week grab your crew and start a bowling team league bowling is a great way to meet new friends and have fun and it's you Corey, <laughs> alex and somehow woody snuck in there yeah 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 this is awesome so
1: woody took that picture as a promo for some music so this is uh at b-a-b northridge uh so yeah so back alley bowling is like a gambling league essentially that's why it's so competitive, um, unreal. But uh, yeah, we thought we were the bad boy Pistons, and turns out we were the we were the Lake Show Lakers. Um, uh, uh, we, we chill, man. Chill. We, no, we came in with this bad boy mentality, and we left being the fucking show. People love us. So, uh, oh,
0: I thought you were trying to take a jab at the Lakers right there for for how they did no this no season.
1: no no like we thought we were the bad boy Pistons, you know? Yeah, dope. Uh, good team to be, but really, like, we're not that team. We're not the everybody loves us like we're a fun team to watch we get we get the we get the crowd going but uh blake bowled
0: really well um, all right shout out shout out our guy blake anthony Yep, yeah, he bowled the best on the team as far as like your handicap wait how did woody get in the picture and blake wasn't in the picture it was
1: blake was gone that week and woody took that picture for uh that was a promotional picture for woody's single
0: oh that's right <laughs>
1: so people people are using the bowling team all sorts of ways i hope you're getting a cut out of this tyler um it was actually it was actually a promo picture for the song bands uh oh yes by arizona yes which is like out out everywhere plug it real quick (laughs) yeah
0: shout out arizona man arizona
1: be making good shit um itunes all that uh, but Woody, shout out Woody, wrote the song. So yes, uh, or wrote part of the song. So, shout out our guy Woody Pond. Shout out Woody. So yeah, uh, all in all, bowling was dope. I mean, it was it was a sick vibe, uh, a lot of fun. I bought new shoes. I bought bowling shoes. So you have your you have your own pair uh, of bowling shoes. I, some Dexters.
0: I don't even know what that means. Uh, oh, but
1: they're the ones. They're the ones. You know that? <laughs> they're the Jordans of bowling shoes. They're the fucking Jordans of bowling shoes. Uh, <laughs> I need to get a, I need somebody that's good with markers and artists that's good with markers, cause I want to do like a little blood splatter like design on them, cause they're. I, I, you know I went with all white. I was gonna say that white. Oh, you know I went with all white, <laughs> um, and and they just got Dexter on the side, so it'd be dope to get like some blood, some like blood splatter
0: or something, you know. Oh, that'd be. Oh man, Tyler, you're gonna have way too much fun with that. Yeah, no, it's a good time. Are you gonna? You, now you got to get your own ball.
1: I got my own ball. We, oh. yeah, no, we're bowling our own balls. Blake actually was the last one to get it, but we kind of trickled in, and we all bought our own balls. And actually, like, season two just started yesterday. Um, And the team, like, it's the same exact schedule. All 28 teams came back, same exact schedule. And they were just like, man, you guys have improved so much. You were wearing house shoes and house balls last time we saw you. Now you guys are all, like, done up.
0: Got it we're out here taking it serious for season two baby
1: team not we ain't rookies no more no rookie season over we're we're in this
0: that's unbelievable i yeah. can't believe you guys are literally in a bowling league a
1: competitive one too
0: very competitive from all the and, stories i've and, heard
1: well and like the scratch bowlers in our league and for those who don't know like that's like a par golf. that's like a scratch golfer you know what I'm yeah saying? Like yeah, it's, yeah there's like five of them in, in a league of 28 teams uh um they were uh they were like you you know they were stoked on us they're like you guys are going to be good you guys are going to keep getting better um
0: that's good you guys are getting the respect of the ogs of the league
1: yeah yeah no and and, uh and they love it like just bringing in some new people and they uh i I kind of forgot where i was going with that at first but um what they were saying is this is the most competitive league they were telling us like you guys join the hardest one there's because a lot of these guys bowl four or five nights a week oh geez yeah yeah there's a good amount of guys in our league to go to nationals so which is also in vegas i'm trying to get there that's the goal baby (laughs) that's the goal man well
0: speaking of nationals we we got to talk about the national championship tyler yeah we do no
1: fuck (laughs) it was great man i i got i don't feel bad at all
0: so the number one seed from the midwest region the kansas jayhawks ended up completing the biggest comeback in college men's basketball national championship history after being down 16 points the biggest halftime comeback. yeah they were down 15 at halftime but they were down at 1.16 in the game um they ended up beating the eighth seed uh from the east region the North Carolina Tar Heels Tyler Yor, North Carolina Tar Heels um Kansas felt like they got robbed by COVID-19 when they ended the the 2019-2020 season as the number one overall seed yeah that was a good story yeah so it it, it all kind of cu- came full circle team
1: full of upperclassmen um which was kind of why you know a lot of people were picking them to win uh, all year yeah i mean they were a number one seed for a reason yeah yeah Nah, such a such a great game i mean obviously we didn't get get the end of it um but it was down to the wire you know even even when it seemed like it was over homeboy steps out of bounds and we get one more shot and that was unreal um, the, the last play of the national championship game with like what 4.1 seconds left uh you know a sidelines out of bounds play yeah that play was reminding me so much of the coach carter uh scene where his son they, oh they yeah draw, because brady manic um who who was kind of you know fifth year senior yeah uh, you know an outside shooter we're down three he the play was drawn up for him and he runs a baseline kind of like a he, he like runs all the way to the opposite baseline to the opposite corner in the place set up for him to shoot a three and he like gets tripped up and falls just like in the movie yep. coach carter where the guy's running the baseline and gets tripped up
0: i'm pretty sure it's worm in the movie and then,
1: and then the uh the point guard has to improvise yep and, and uh caleb Love played great all year um great player but he ends up having to take a shot that i don't think he was ready for and it was a decent shot i mean a difficult shot but
0: a shot he can make i think the shot he took at the end of the game to to ultimately lose it was a much better shot than he got beforehand a couple of plays before when he took a shot i think a little bit too early
1: yeah yeah yep and i think that the possession before the guy steps out of balance was where north carolina really blew it i think they got an offensive rebound with like seven eight seconds left and rushed it
0: yeah um yeah that's the that's the, the exact play i'm talking about
1: yeah so that play uh, you know but it, w- it was just very funny like how that that last play um ended up but ultimately i just think you know hubert davis first year coach um making the run at, at, on a you know kind of an underwhelming year as an eighth seed i mean no one sees north carolina
0: as an eighth seed let's be real but no they should have been a much uh, higher seed they were one of the hottest teams coming into the tournament
1: yeah they're north carolina so like even on a bad seat even in a bad year, they're a top five seed essentially. Yeah. Um and 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 you know what it is. They got it done, man. They did everything they needed to do this year. They <laughs> they I think the North Carolina Tariels should hold their heads high. Baycock's injury at the end of the game was unfortunate. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a second. Because McCormick was able to hit two baby hooks under a minute left to really kind of seal the game for, for
0: Kansas. The play right after Baycock gets hurt. Bill Self comes right down the next possession and gives it right to his big man, and his big man scores. And it was just like they knew exactly how to exploit that as Mm -hmm. soon as Baycock went down.
1: And it's not saying that Baycock would have stopped it or not, but it would have been a different game. Um, Yes. So that's tough. Uh, But ultimately, you know, ultimately I think that this North Carolina team tapped out their potential. I don't think it's – there's been years – when we lost to Villanova, that was a kick in the gut um, because we were supposed to be a national champion. Uh, whereas this team, you know, kind of, I would say like got squeezed it out, you know, got the most out of their, their, their talent. And in, in a typical, like kind of an average season for North Carolina, they made, they made it all the way to the title and, and God damn it. They sent Mike Krzyzewski packing <laughs> home twice. twice. So, so um I think North Carolina did everything they needed to. I was in Vegas for the bowling tournament to watch that North Carolina Duke game. Oh, you must have been going one, nuts! One of the best, uh, one of the best viewing experiences of my
0: life. Where were you? What was that like? It was a play uh, by play. That sounds awesome. We were in
1: the MGM Grand. Uh, we were the sports book was packed, so they have, I mean, they just have like massive jumbotrons, like oh yeah, standing room only. So we're we're in a standing room only cocktail, you know, high cocktail tables. So like, there's no chairs. You just kind of like a lean table almost. Yeah, you know um but damn there had to be 150 people watching at least Jeez. um on these couple two big screens that we were standing there watching and i bet 90 percent of the teams were going for north carolina oh yeah so it was it was i mean it was just kind of a nice reminder that yes the world still hates duke um <laughs> and uh and it was just it was it was so so good so satisfying to watch um i didn't care what happened. And, the national championship
0: game well and i think in the national championship game a lot of people before the game were saying that they didn't expect north carolina to come out with really any fight because of what they had accomplished in the previous game against duke yeah and they came out and shut all of those people up no, and no it's just it's, unfortunate no. that kansas was able to make the comeback in the end it's but... a
1: game of runs it's a game of runs i mean they you know north carolina beat them by 15 in the first half but they happened to beat us by 18 in the second half like yeah. It really is, you know, just because you're down 15 doesn't mean you can't beat them by 15 in the next one. So, especially when you're that deep into it uh, and that high of talented teams. So, uh I'm I'm stoked. I mean, this is one of the most successful years in North Carolina history to <laughs> be. were Davis to to set to send K Pack in um in his a, first year as head coach on a couple Ls, you know, he lost his last game in Cameron, he lost his last game in the tournament to first bol- time
0: they ever played in the tournament
1: first in the time, final four and and he loses with the with a 50-50 record against North Carolina yeah wow so you did not even think about that so don't tell me Mike Shashevsky has a winning record or, or he's got anything on North Carolina cuz he doesn't <laughs> so uh it, it, and and I don't have to say I don't have to say coach I don't have to call him coach anymore he's just he's just K he's just Mike Shashevsky you know <laughs> that 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 chapter of life is over um, it's a new day now
0: Well alright we got uh, a lot to talk about With the NBA so uh, Tyler Let's uh, let's move on to the pros Come on you're getting paid Ask something seconds at Final seconds for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone I don't think so so when you get down with this you should be butt-ass naked so tyler we're currently sitting here uh on this wednesday evening at uh eight oh seven p.m here on the dot and uh i can't believe it's the last week of the nba regular season this this season's flown by
1: it has they they, they keep fall, i mean Really, since the pandemic, I feel like things have just—it's been about—it's been about two months since coronavirus came
0: out. Sorry, I just had to do a quick aside. That was a very great snap on on the microphone the way. Oh it, yeah, that wasn't that second one wasn't no, as good, but no, that first no, one was. No, no, it's like a good high five. Sorry, that was that sounded really good in the headphones. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's the radio geek in me. That's that's
1: that's one hundred percent authentic. That's not <laughs> any sort of effect, people.
0: <laughs> but anyway, it's it's only fitting tyler that with it being the last week of the regular season um that we talk about our our biggest surprise and biggest letdown from this regular season um i'll start with my biggest surprise first and we kind of talked about it last week uh we're actually watching their game right now they're they're currently up 50 to 29 over the the suns and and that's the la clippers with
1: there's there's obviously a lot of surprises every year right yeah God damn it. No one no one no one expected or or saw this this season coming from the
0: Clippers. No, and I mean listen, tonight is Paul George's 30th game of the season. Kawhi Leonard has yet to play this season, and the Clippers have fought their way into the play-in with a chance to be the 7th seed as they'll face the Timberwolves who are currently in the 7th seed. Um but if you were to go back into the past and ask me before the season if the Clippers we're going to be in contention for the playoffs with Kawhi Leonard not playing a game and Paul George missing over half the season. I would have said you, you're crazy, but Ty Lue has been able to coach these guys up and and galvanize his his players and and get these guys to play their asses off and, and all the credit to him and the players because they've been able to adjust and adapt with the players that have been available to them because they've also dealt with injuries, not just to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but... I mean, you've had guys like Reggie Jackson, Avita Zubats, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Amir Kofi, Isaiah Hartenstein. All these guys have stepped up for this Lake, or this Clippers team. Excuse me, I almost called them the Lakers, but they don't even deserve that uh, because they they were better than the Lakers this year, um, and uh, they deserve everything that they have coming to them in the postseason if if they are the, healthy.
1: One of the most deserving. I mean, just. one of of the hardest teams not to like ever i mean how there's no i just don't see how you could ever nitpick this team away you know everything that they've done is just amazing and it was all grit you know it was all effort um they're they have a negative plus minus
0: damn
1: you know so they're gonna end the year right around 500 this you know tonight's gonna probably put them at 500 um Ty Lue's just done one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen, and and it's and it's a coaching job that's not typically you throw in the mix with great coaching jobs because his his job is all circumstantial, and they legitimately played without their two best players all season, and and became a, a playoff team in the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if if you were to realistically look at the the Lakers season and the Clippers season from one perspective and one perspective only, and that's coaching. You look at the job that Ty Lu did adjusting and adapting to the players he had available, and the job that Frank Vogel did adjusting and adapting to the players he had available, and it's night and day. It's it's remarkable how far yeah. that gap is.
1: I'll give Vogel a little, you know, a little love where like it would have been nice to get some effort out of the players you were playing. No doubt. So I think it's a mix between effort and coaching. I mean, coaching is all about preparation, you know, like putting your people in a good position to succeed and yeah so definitely some of that you know ty tylu coached his ass off he he had to he had and to his pro-
0: players and his players played their asses off to,
1: to, and his players play their i mean he had to get them to believe and they and they believe in themselves uh and they're a bunch of guys that you know are just kind of misfit toys they really aren't there's really no you know there's no carmelo anthony or dwight howard or or they're you know no as, th-
0: i mean i listed like
1: those are like the fa- guys. those it's... are fallen stars you know what i mean like these are guys that are just been you know career-long role players zoo Box, morris batoon uh reggie jackson and and they and they you know they played up to uh an incredible level i mean they played with the the best teams in the world night in night out
0: yeah uh all right who do you got as uh or what do you have as your Uh, biggest surprise
1: um i would have to i mean outside of the clippers um i would say the memphis grizzlies uh okay just you know and and then i I would couple that with the chicago bulls okay Um, yes the chicago bulls kind of their their flame kind of went out a little bit as the season went on lonzo Um,
0: also just got it ruled out for the rest of the year which is unfortunate trickle
1: out lonzo's out uh, and he's gonna stay out levine went down a little bit um i think even DeRozan went down so Uh, but the bulls really have like kind of pulled together this, 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 uh, this odd group of players, um, that haven't really played together very much and had a great season. And then, uh, Memphis, uh, just kind of took that young team step where, you know, this is going to, this is the season where they've, they went from being a young team, uh, in, in the process of like rebuilding to now they're, now they're here, they've, they've reached that point and now they're in the mix, um they're probably not a a playoff threat uh as far as like a deep run goes but uh damn i mean 55 wins is is insane i don't think anybody saw that coming from memphis
0: no no one saw what happened to memphis this year coming and i mean they overtook the warriors for second place in the west and i mean phoenix and golden state were going back and forth the whole year and for first and second in the west and then here comes memphis charging away and i mean look what they did without John morant they were like. I think it was like twenty and two or something without John ja Morant this season. So I mean, those guys talk which, about
1: which shows you it's not you know it's not a job ja thing; it's a team thing.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. But all right, what do you have as your biggest letdown?
1: Well, since we're not we're not going to talk about the Lake Show. I'm, yeah, am well, we'll sa- assuming. we'll uh, save that for yeah, for later. Yeah. So so number one off top in the East, the New York Knicks. Okay. All right. Just coming off last year it was like a, it was a big year for them. They finally got like back into the playoff mix. Um I think they had home court advantage in the playoffs and uh Julius Randall had had kind of a coming out season and then this season just felt like they took a huge step backwards.
0: They did have home court advantage.
1: yeah They were so, the 4th seed. So this year they kind of took a huge step backwards which is, you know, I got to I got to say that's that's got to be disappointing. Um you know, and then it's like you know teams like Brooklyn and LA, you know, where I thought that they were going to be in the finals, and and they are where they are at in the in the standings is obviously a disappointment. Brooklyn, it's hard to call them a disappointment. There, I mean, it's how a, can you not call them a been disappointment? A, it's been though. a disappointment. It's been a disappointing season, but um, they have had some adversity to kind of to kind of fight through, whether it be self inflicted or not.
0: Um,
1: still i just feel like they should have been a better they they should be in the you know at the top end of the no
0: list. i mean listen sh- shout out my guy grant dowling uh, uh from twitter i I've, I've been uh following him for a while and we we communicate a bunch on twitter he brought up today like how can how come nobody is talking about the nets as a disappointment like everybody was talking about the lakers last year as a disappointment for only making the play in last year and it I mean, yes, the Nets had a lot of extenuating circumstances, but a lot of that was brought on themselves.
1: No, I mean, like I said, it it was some, you know, self-inflicted, but... Still they they just they went through a lot of adversity. I mean, they went through the James Harden stuff, they went through the Kyrie stuff. Kyrie was it.
0: self-inflicted though. He could have they, just gotten the shot and played.
1: N- no, for sure. Um but it just doesn't it doesn't change the fact that Nets basketball had to uh work with that dynamic.
0: But they were a championship uh, favorite and
1: now they're in the playing. That's Yeah, yeah, you know. for sure. And I think it it has to do with KD's injury, um Kyrie's availability. I think those two things are what changed James Harden's uh, view on being there. He came there to play with the big three. He didn't come there to be the only guy out there on any given night. Um, so they end up having to trade James Harden. Um, so I just think that between the James Harden trade, the James Harden like situation falling out due to Kyrie and KD's situation, KD's um, injury, and Kyrie's availability. Um you know they they're not going to win a lot of games with that, all that going on now there's still a disappointment because they were i would say a championship favorite and they're playing 500
0: basketball and we still don't know what they look like with Ben Simmons on the court and it may not matter i mean
1: they 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 we may not see it you know yeah uh, we may not but they just need to get into they they just need to get into the dance um they did that
0: and so we'll see what happens yeah
1: they're still a dangerous basketball team
0: Yeah, no, listen, when they're healthy, they're one of the most dangerous teams in the league. That's why it's, you know, I would
1: say, like, Brooklyn and Los Angeles are in a different breath than, say, like, in New York um, because of all the, like, those teams face, you know, just so much adversity, whereas New York just took a step backwards production-wise.
0: You you stopped for a second, and I thought you were going to say the team that I was going to bring up as my biggest letdown. Uh, but you didn't, and, and you just continued with the Knicks. But I'll, I'll bring up the team that I think is the biggest letdown, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. After the success after the success that they had last year coming out of nowhere, basically, to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, kind of like what the Grizzlies are doing this year. We don't know how far the Grizzlies will get in the playoffs, but yeah. that's a lot of what the comparison has been this year with the Grizzlies is to last year's Hawks. But they had Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, Bojan, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, and Lou Williams all be available and playing in 50 or more games this year, and they're not even – they they might be on the outside looking in of the play-in scenario. It's a lot tighter in the Eastern Conference. I believe they're in the the ninth seed right now, but yeah. um, they, they're they a game and a half ahead of Charlotte with, I believe, like three games left to play. So it's still mathematically possible they, they probably won't fall out of the play-in but um, they're they're in the playoffs. Uh,
1: There's been five teams eliminated in the East. Oh, really? So the playoff teams are set. Okay. So Uh, it's just seeded.
0: Atlanta's in the playing scenario after being in the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. And they had basically their entire core play 50 games this year, at least. Yeah.
1: No. And and the East was really tight. I mean, there wasn't a ton of wins in the East in general. Well, that was Uh,
0: another surprise that I guess I, I wanted to bring up as well was how competitive the East was I think the East is better than the West this, this year
1: point. for sure, I, and I I think that the the the, the banner is going to go to an Eastern Conference team. Interesting. I re, I really do. I think that they've just got the the better product, and the playoffs are going to produce a better team. Interesting. Top to bottom, I mean the, these Eastern Conference teams, and let's shout out Cleveland real quick while we're doing surprises and letdowns.
0: Oh yeah, Cleveland's hundred percent a surprise uh, this we've, year. We've
1: talked a lot about Cleveland, so. Um, but damn, you know what a great jump that they made! Very- shout out,
0: shout out to uh, my guy Bob Schmidt, Fear the Fro Pod. We're actually in his old uh, production studio, uh, the, the voice of AM five seventy for the last fifteen years, uh, and the voice of Fox Sports and the Dodgers. This was uh, his studio that we're recording in for the last fifteen years. Shout
1: out, to, shout, shout, out, shout out to him, Fear yeah. the Fro.
0: Yes, um, but um, Tyler, I'm gonna pull an Audible since you brought up the. The playoffs and we'll just uh we'll talk about the playoff picture a little bit. Um yeah. I mean, we we kind of talked about Brooklyn and the Clippers already, but if healthy, I think those are two of the more dangerous lower seeds to go into the playoffs that I've ever seen before. I mean, look look at this.
1: Uh, I mean the the West is gonna have three teams under five hundred in the playoffs, and the East is gonna have ten. Or the East is gonna have every team over five hundred.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, for a long time, we were seeing teams in the East be under 500 and make it into the playoffs. And And with eight teams. Yeah. And we would complain about that. Yeah. I mean, this year, the eighth seed in the West is going to have a losing record. Well, if if that's not the perfect indictment on, on why the playing scenario needs to be tweaked and changed a a little bit. I mean, if we're we're looking at the standings, the, the nine and 10 seed, the, the Pelicans and the Spurs, they're four and five games behind the Clippers for the eight seed. The play-in scenario shouldn't even really be needed in the Western Conference this year.
1: No, we spoke about the bubble, the bubble format. Right, right, right. I think, I think the bubble format is perfect. This this season's a perfect example. The Eastern Conference, um, the seven seed and the ten seed are separated by uh, two and a half games. So there's 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 that's competitive basketball right there. Yeah. And then the West, the seven seed and the ten seed. It's separated by 10 and a half games.
0: Yeah. And like that, that goes back to what I was saying last you know, week so about the Lakers. They didn't even deserve to I have think, a chance I at think, the play-in.
1: I think if the nine the if the nine and the ten seed are a certain spread from the 8 seed, then you just X the play in. It's like okay, like this year would be perfect. All right. Clippers are the 8 seed, Pelicans, Spurs, you're on the outside looking in. No playing necessary. Yeah. Like the the Eastern Conference. All right. We're gonna have. We're gonna have Cleveland, Brooklyn play, and we're gonna have Atlanta and Charlotte play, and you know we'll see what what happens.
0: And I think ultimately, for me personally, in my dream scenario, and I don't think this will ever happen because I don't see the NBA ever cutting the amount of playoff teams that make the playoffs because the owners are gonna to want to make as much money as possible, and with playoff games you get more revenue. It's just never gonna happen that they they're, they're gonna cut the teams that make the playoffs. But I would cut it to six to each conference and have the play in be for the sixth seed between the six seven and eight type of situation i just
1: i i always felt that like 16 was a great number it uh, is just, but like, it's more than half the league in, at in that a, point in a bracket it's just like you know 16 out of 30 all right we could you leave a possibility for like a little cinderella run um you leave the you leave like a chance like where a good team might have a star injured they could still kind of get into the seven eight seed if those guys come back I mean, we've seen seven and eight seeds do damage in the, in the NBA playoffs. Um, it's just, you know, they're they, it's almost like they're making these rules too late. I mean, <laughs> the the all those years where the West was so deep and there are ten teams deep, and the yeah, the East was six teams deep. That's when you had, it was really an issue. You know, it was r- really a problem. That's but, when they should have gone just but, one
0: through sixteen straight through
1: yeah yeah or just do something funky i mean there's so many you can get creative with this stuff um but and and i don't necessarily hate the this the setup now i do think that it's it can always be perfected and and i do think you know it was good for them to try something um we'll just see you know
0: see how it goes yeah all right let's let's talk about a few other potential uh first round matchups one that i would really have my eye on is the possibility of utah and dallas playing each other in the 4-5 matchup with dallas as the four seed utah's the fifth seed i would have utah probably getting bounced in the first round against the mavericks um luca i think is just incredible right now and he's playing at an mvp caliber level and then utah has been falling apart lately they have all sorts of problems in the fourth quarter and we've seen their lack of success in the playoffs before with this this core with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Connolly, Quinn Snyder as the coach. I know they lost Joe Ingalls in a you, trade, but.
1: Did you see the stat that came out about Donovan Mitchell's assist to
0: Rudy Gobert? Tyler, it wasn't assists, it For, was passes. Or passes compared to Joe Ingles. He only passes to Rudy Gobert two times a game, which it's kind of a. On one hand, it, yeah, it's a little framed
1: because Rudy Gobert's not an offensive threat. And Donovan, Donovan, why why would Donovan Mitchell pass Rudy the the ball? I mean, that'd be like Rudy switching <laughs> to a perimeter player on defense, so Donovan can guard the rim. It's just like and
0: Donovan's not the point guard. Mike Connolly's the point guard. Mike Connolly's the one dishing to Rudy Gobert usually out of a pick and roll type situation.
1: That stat 100 was found by someone fishing for something to show that uh, oh Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's relationship is tainted.
0: Dude, I saw a Utah beat reporter say that uh quinn snyder went on like a 12 minute diatribe like 3,000 words type situation about like that whole like stat and then like them collapsing in the fourth quarter and how he doesn't like think it's an issue and he's not worried about it come the playoffs
1: they have a really good team and a really battle tested team um but uh they can't get out of the second round yeah which is like that's tough because that's you're still like an elite basketball team but it's almost nba purgatory it's just tough yeah it is it's hard because that's that's where you know portland was kind of stuck there for a while um there's been a lot of teams i mean we could go on forever uh, about teams that get stuck in the first and second round but i mean it takes a huge jump to get to that next level i mean the semifinals is elite basketball and then the conference finals is is that's another level it's another it's it's another step
0: up so and the finals is even further above
1: that yeah um you know but like winning playoff series consistently which utah has done i mean they're not they're not winning every playoff obviously they're not not getting past the second round but they're winning a lot of playoff games um this team is right on the cusp like it for sure can make a western conference finals at any point in time the last five years or the next two three years but um ultimately I, I just can't bet my money on utah um they have a lot of things going for them though i mean a defensive anchor a number one go-to closer on offense yeah that does a lot for you so and they, they they've got a really good small ball team uh with bogdanovich and and o'neal as yeah royce fore- o'neal as the forwards so um I honestly like Matt Dallas to me is not a threat. I I don't like them in the playoffs just because they're a one-man band.
0: Yeah. I just no, don't, I don't I just
1: don't see I just don't like Luka can win any game against anyone in the world one time. But can you do it 4 out of 7? I don't know. We'll see. Like I I like Utah. I like Utah and Denver and Golden State more than I like Dallas. Yeah.
0: I, I would probably eh, i don't know dallas, no. is,
1: dallas has just been riding luka right now i mean yeah, it's I, been there this looks this is like iverson with philadelphia It is just
0: it's a one man show and they look like a completely different team since they've traded porzingis
1: yeah they're playing more of a small ball uh you know open style core and and they're not forcing it anywhere i mean it's just going it's going to put in luka's hands and then make a play and they've got guys that they've invested in like tim hardaway and, and finney smith and powell i mean they've invested a lot of money and time into these guys playing with luca this entire time where you know so they're like you know like denver and like utah um dallas has chemistry going for them
0: yeah now another matchup i'm really looking forward to is in the western conference the 2-7 matchup whoever memphis has to play whether it's i think memphis is doomed Whoa, I, I
1: really do i think they're doomed for a first round bounce
0: if it's mem it, 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 i think it's either going to be minnesota or the clippers if it's the clippers yeah i probably think memphis loses to the clippers in the first round especially with paul george back Yep. but if it's minnesota and memphis in the first round that no, c- no that's one, a coin flip no
1: one's afraid of minnesota no you know no one's afraid of minnesota even though they have a ton of star power i mean With D'Lo and Ant, I just think
0: with those two teams knowing what they don't or not knowing what they don't know in terms of the playoffs, that series between a Minnesota and a Memphis that could go seven games, and who knows what could happen? Like, and the gloves would come off. No, and Minnesota
1: is kind of a wild card. I mean, they're 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 that's a card in the deck that I'm
0: just like Minnesota's another surprise
1: this season. I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, no, I I'm not gonna give them that because they should be this good. They've been underachievers in the past, which makes it seem like oh, they're good this year. Okay, but all right, Car- all right, I'll give you that. Have, you have Carl Anthony Towns. You've got the th- the, and he's finally been healthy for It's a, for probably a season. the third or fourth best big in the league beyond Embiid, Jokic, and Ann Davis. I mean, I, I think Cats really that good. I mean, this yeah. is an all NBA type player. D'Lo is is a a productive basketball player, borderline All Star. I think he's right in that. He's cast- been an All Star he has been an all-star but like you know that perennial he's like right underneath that perennial uh, all-star caliber and then Ant Davis is kind of just all the way or and uh and Edwards is just kind of all the way up right now yeah <laughs> Ant <know>? Davis and <laughs> a- Edwards is like on the up so Minnesota could do a lot of crazy things i mean they could make a run yeah i i, I uh but me personally i'm not afraid of him just because i think that they haven't showed any sort of grit, any sort of like willpower, you know, in the in the Carl Anthony Towns era.
0: Yeah. Now in the Eastern Conference, it's it's not gonna happen in the first round.
1: No, but everybody
0: wants Nets and 76ers. Yeah, it needs to happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What what are some series in the in the first round of the Eastern Conference that you're looking forward to? I mean, to? I think
1: that I think that it's very likely um that they can meet in the second round, uh, Brooklyn and
0: yeah and and Philly. Yeah. And then, I mean, the two seven matchup. Whoever the, Boston gets, that could be interesting. I don't care how these
1: how these fold. Um, the Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be really good in the first round. I predict Cleveland. I think Cleveland, Cleveland and Charlotte are the weak links. I think that's those are the two teams that are young. They 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 they've kind of showed up, but yeah, I don't know if Cleveland or Charlotte can be any of those other eight teams in a seven seven game series, but Atlanta and Brooklyn as a seven eight seed that's those are dangerous teams. Very especially against the Miami and Boston, which those are those are foundation strong franchise, you know, chemistry bound teams that have played together for a long time, but. They don't have the top end talent that I think Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn have. Right. You know, when it comes to like the heavy guns. No, that's, so that's, you've that's what you've got they're great, missing. You've got a great mix of really good basketball teams in the sense that everybody knows their role. Everybody's played together for a long time. The coach has been there. The 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 foundation is established. Teams like Miami and Boston and Toronto, those those teams are going to be hard, hard outs because of you know how well and how long they've been together but can they beat a brooklyn can they beat a milwaukee or a philly
0: yeah and i mean and then you have toronto and chicago kind of sitting there in the middle of the pack and they they could make some noise too i mean toronto's a battle-tested team i know they kind of lost I, i i personally feel
1: like toronto chicago miami boston are kind of all in that same echelon of teams uh chicago without lonzo is a little less, you know, less of a threat, but they still have guys like Kobe White and Caruso and that guard rotation to complement Levine and DeRozan that they could do some damage. The Eastern Conference is going to be fun. I, I just, like, you could throw away the seeds in my mind. Like, <laughs> if I saw this 1 through 10, I would just say, oh, you threw your names in a hat and you drew them in order. Because it's not necessarily that I think Miami's the best team, but they're definitely in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, you got Milwaukee as the 3, Philly as the 4. Those are...
0: Well, and and I mean, Milwaukee and Philly have the same record technically.
1: Yeah, whoever wins this Eastern Conference, I think is going to win the NBA title.
0: I I think that's probably a safe bet this year. I
1: think it's a. I just I don't see. You know, I'm not a big, not a big Phoenix guy. Um, I I, <laughs> I haven't been the whole run. I know that they're an excellent basketball team, but as far as just closing out a championship, I just don't know if they've got uh got that x factor of whatever it is yeah they've got all the checklists they've got a leader they've got a closer on on defense they've got you know a young big like idon they've got role players all over the place but um can they can they bury some of these great teams
0: in the nba we shall see we'll see all right chris
1: paul is chris paul um shout out to chris paul all four teams he's played for yes he's led to a franchise record in wins
0: yes they phoenix suns the won, point, God. The Phoenix Suns won their sixty-third game last night against the Lakers. It's a, a franchise record. So yeah, shut up,
1: Barkley and Charles and Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson, the the old Suns.
0: Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Amari, Amari Stoudemire.
1: Amari, some good. Some, Sean Marion. Phoenix has been a great basketball like program forever yeah i mean they've always been competitive so listen
0: they were ran by the Calangelo family for a long time it would
1: be dope to see phoenix win um just because it's a new team in the mix and they've been good you know for a really long time but i'm not gonna bet on phoenix
0: well they're down 31 to the clippers right now no d book no cp3 oh they're no, resting tonight yeah Oh, i didn't know that yeah none, none of those guys no iron of course, they played them all against the Lakers last night to eliminate them, and then they sit them all well, on the people, second night of a back to like back against Lakers, the Lakers Man, people like I the know, Clippers. I know. All right, we'll get to the Lakers in a minute, Tyler. Let's let's talk about the uh, the MVP race. I wouldn't
1: expect teams like San Antonio or Phoenix to give a fuck about what's going on in the Lakers <laughs> locker room.
0: Listen, Pop relished <laughs> in the fact that he eliminated the Lakers last night,
1: and I, I got to imagine the Suns relish, the fans probably relish in it a lot.
0: Oh look, there's Sweetie sitting courtside, pink hair.
1: She loves the Clippers.
0: Weird. Makes no sense. It's Weird. Anyway, let's get, let's talk about the MVP race, Tyler. Um, I have five names written down as probably who I would uh put down as my top five. Um, I'll just name the five real quick, and uh, we can kind of just jump off from there. Um, it's I'm guessing it's probably pretty similar to what you have: Embiid, uh, Jokic, Giannis, Devin Booker, and John Morant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw Devin Booker and Ja in there, but I think the first, I just I want those first it. three are really the the ones. Yeah, I and to be honest with you, I don't even know if Giannis is really in the mix either. I really think it's going to be, I think it's going to be back-to-back years where it comes down to Jokic and Embiid, and I think this year they're going to give it to Embiid, and both of them are going to walk walk out with one each. Interesting. You think they're going to give it to Embiid? I do. Um, leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, no no Ben Simmons the whole year just got James Harden um let his team let his team to what could possibly be the second seed in the east uh I think he's Jokic Jokic and B just have like no Ben Simmons no Jamal Murray going for him yeah so I think that they've they've they did they didn't let their teams fall off in the standings due to losing a star piece
0: well I mean the Nuggets they're 47 and 33 they're uh what are they they're I believe fifth
1: the sixth seed
0: yeah the sixth seed in the west and the Sixers they're the third seed in the east I honestly think that they're going to give it to Jokic I would vote if I had a vote I would vote for Joel Embiid
1: yeah I'm voting for Embiid and I think they're going to end up giving it
0: to him the only reason I think they're going to give it to Jokic is because no one's ever averaged 26 13 and 8 and he has the most triple doubles this year. He's got 19. It's the second most in history behind Wilt Chamberlain. Yep. With doing it all without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr. Um, I th- I think ultimately they give it to Jokic again for back-to-back MVPs. But like which I said. Would be, which would be crazy. Yeah, it would be crazy. But ultimately, I I think Joel Embiid should be the MVP because of having to deal with Ben Simmons and James Harden and still just dominating on a night in night out basis dominating dominating i mean
1: 30 points a game from the from the from the center position you know we haven't seen that since Shaq.
0: yeah i mean
1: 30 and 12 you know i mean one steal one and a half blocks just a dominating season
0: yeah i think um as far as devin booker and and john Morant go I think the one thing that Devin Booker really has going for him is how he played without Chris Paul. And the wins, I mean, it's, yeah, it,
1: the wins, the wins help a lot.
0: Sixty-three wins, probably not sixty-four tonight. If, I just think that the Denver or uh, Phoenix is too good of a
1: well-rounded team. It's tough to give it to one specific guy
0: for sure. And same thing with the the Grizzlies. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I, th- I think I said the the Grizzlies are like twenty and two without John Morant this year, and that realistically hurts his mvp chances when you're talking about most valuable player if if you're the most valuable player usually your team takes a step back if you're not in the lineup
1: Jokic leads his team in points rebounds assists steals and blocks jesus pretty good
0: does that does Embiid do the same thing uh i don't think he leads his team in assists let's see um but uh, no he only leads it in points rebounds and blocks yeah Tyrese Maxey leads the team in assists and Matisse Tybel leads the team in steals
1: and Tybal is a an elite steals guy so that's not a, not the worst
0: no 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 not, not at all
1: and and uh and Embiid is 0.1 assists behind Maxey <laughs> Maxey
0: so I so mean, they're both averaging four assists a game
1: yeah yeah almost M- five M- Embiid's at 4.2 Maxey's at 4.3
0: yeah okay so just on just a little over four four assists a game yep wow yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think it should be Joel Embiid, but it'll probably go to Jokic. Uh, I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. Just because I think both
1: guys deserve the last two years, where I think sometimes that kind of shit comes into voting, where it's like we gave it to Jokic last year, we're going to give it to Embiid this year. They both got one, and they both got one in a two-year span where they were two clearly like the two best players.
0: Yeah, Definitely. But all right, Tyler. Let's uh let's get out of here on this note. Let's let's end it with the Lake Show lowdown. Kind of give our final thoughts on the Lakers because they the were. The Lakers
1: suck, and we're out. See you later. <laughs> See you next week, guys.
0: That'll do it for the 2022 Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Basically, I mean, technically, they still got three more games to go, but they were officially eliminated from playoff contention last I heard night. The South
1: Bay Lakers are going to show up for these last three games.
0: Dude, Mac McClung might be the the G League MVP which is dope, max dope. I mean, <laughs>
1: max cool because everybody thought that he was just not going to make it. I mean, everyone kind of just pawned him off. Well, they thought a, he was a gimmick. They thought he was a YouTube star. Um, they thought that that was kind of his motivation. I think one of the best things Mac ever did was his freshman year of college when he got to campus at Georgetown, he shut down his social media. Which was just like unheard of. I mean, for for guys like him that had a massive massive social media following. I mean, He's right up there with guys like Tristan Jass, who's a YouTuber, no, and was, Lamelo Ball, who he was, was up a, there with Zion too. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm so like he's up there with the guys like Lamelo and Zion, and guys up there like Tristan Jass, who's like an influencer, you know, where people thought he was more Tristan Jass than Lamelo. Yeah, which it turns out he's a. This is a certified hooper.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, this is this is where the Lakers season is at. we just talking kept, about Mac McClung. Just
1: kept working. Just, well no
0: no that's no shade at Mac yeah yeah yeah. but but
1: he's he's kept it working and he's kept his head down and and he didn't he didn't settle
0: for being a gimmick no and he had a legit chance to make this open like this lakers roster this year for opening night hey these if he comes out here and plays three games for the
1: lakers really well you never know maybe he gets a shot somewhere maybe It
0: it doesn't have to be the lakers no it doesn't but yeah so anyway and to be
1: honest with you, Lakers need guys like that. I mean, I think that this this Laker team needs a shot of
0: adrenaline. You know, just no. Them, I, all those old bones are just not. Stanley Johnson should be back next year. Wenyen Gabriel should be back next year. Austin Reeves will obviously be back. Next I'll, year. I'll pause
1: on Gabriel, but for sure, like I think that Austin Reeves is the the guy that was like the diamond in the rough. Stanley Johnson, you know, if he wants to be a third string guy next year, that would be cool. Um because he's an energy guy yeah and, and you know they really missed guys like caruso that you know they thought maybe tht would be that guy and he just wasn't
0: yeah um overall just this season i mean just i've said it before i'll say it again just organizational failure from top to bottom front office coaching players everybody involved so many different fronts that need to be addressed this offseason um i mean I was just I was completely wrong about this team, but I, I think I adjusted my expectations accordingly as the season went on and more and more stuff was revealed about this team uh really that was on the court and I just they just, just still found a just, new w- way to disappoint it, me every week. It
1: just wasn't it wasn't the The LeBron marriage with the Lakers has gone gone bad because the guy that he the guy that LeBron late in his career wanted to hitch his wagon to was a guy that's just been fragile. I mean. Well, LeBron's been fragile too. But he but he's this, missed the
0: most amount of games he's ever missed in his career.
1: But this but this is the time in his career where you thought that that was going to happen. I guess. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, I believe that LeBron wanted to play with a young superstar to take a load off. Uh same exact thing with Russell Russell Westbrook. Like I believe that <laughs> Russell didn't want to be the number one or two guy anymore. He wanted to be a complimentary piece nah, I... and part of a big three and, and going from being the third guy to the second guy and LeBron going from the second guy to the first guy. Ultimately, I think that's the, the one, like when I tell people in the future about this 22, 2022 Lakers team, it's the team was built around Ant Davis and aunt Davis wasn't on the court
0: he said um, he now, said something last night that could they, was
1: could they have been you know could they have had a Ty Lue clippers type of season still yeah that's where the disappointment comes in because even though Ann davis wasn't on the court you had a lot going for you uh but you would have to have maximum effort and chemistry to go along with you know to to do that and they didn't have that and and uh this is kind of the this is what happens when you try to buy buy new teams every single season you don't work on any sort of like camaraderie any sort of like cohesiveness um you're just kind of trying to put it out there and hope but and hope that ant davis is gonna be on the court
0: well and and to that point of having maximum or not having maximum effort and and maximum chemistry anthony davis brought it up last night after the game against the phoenix suns where the lakers lost 121 to 110 which eliminated them from the playoffs once the spurs won their game earlier in the night anthony davis said after the game the lakers have had 39 starting lineups this year yet they only have 31 wins yeah that is the season in a like that wraps up the season in a nutshell
1: yeah yeah no i mean it was it was a tough it, this would have been a tough team to coach like did, could they have done better of course um but they had a lot of things going against them well and it didn't help it, that they likewise. gave
0: up on the coach in december
1: they have a, and they, they have an old team i mean old teams they have they have an old team that hasn't played together, so this was the risk involved. Yeah, um, you know you didn't you don't have any sort of core Lakers that you're building on every year, year in and year out. They're, well, it was AD and LeBron, and they were both hurt for a, well, no, a lot of the year. I mean, talk about role players. You're flipping, oh yeah, you're flipping role players. They every traded year all those guys with to 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 complement Bron and Ant, but Braun and Ant has just been a failure because they haven't been on the court together.
0: Yeah, and I mean, essentially, I mean, not necessarily a failure. They do have one championship together.
1: Yeah, but the Lakers, the Lakers and LeBron has been a failure.
0: Yes, you know, I would agree I
1: mean, with that 100%. 100%. Missed the playoffs twice, got bounced in the first round one year, and then won a championship. The reason why they won a championship is because Ant Davis was health healthy.
0: Everybody was healthy that year.
1: Yeah, so it's like that's kind of what I'm still talking about. Where it's like if Ant Davis played. 70 games this year we would not be having any of these conversations I truly, not at all i, I truly believe not that. at all and it, and it's a lot it seems unfair to kind of put it all on one person but it's it's not i'm not putting it on anthony davis i'm just no, putting it, shouldn't it on, be on his, one person i'm just putting it on his injury which is not fair it's not his
0: fault he and he had two of them that weren't his fault he
1: didn't deserve he didn't deserve it you know what i mean like it's not a knock on anthony davis it's just a fact of the matter like we built this team to be around anthony davis he's not there we're not going to function the same i mean it's i, I would but con- there are- i would i would compare it to you know some uh, an offense where you revolve around a running back or a receiver that makes everybody else's jobs easier you have a good quarterback okay now that running back or receiver is gone the anthony davis your quarterback lebron's left with a bunch of guys that now all of a sudden that their roles change because of the star's out, they're not they're not as effective. You can just play everybody straight up, and I and I think that that's that's kind of what happened. Like when Anthony Davis is on the court, that team is very, very different and a lot harder to guard because you have a, a LeBron as the number two, a Russell as the number three, and then all of a sudden these role players' jobs are a lot easier as well. You know, it, they they just didn't get that.
0: Yeah, and. But at the end of the day, there are people and things that do deserve blame and do deserve to be addressed in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. One of those things, uh, unfortunately, probably is going to be the firing of Frank Vogel. And I I don't say it, unfortunately, because uh, I say that because I don't agree with it because I do agree with it. But it's just like Frank Vogel just won a championship team. Yeah, it's Championship not, for this team two years ago. But it's
1: not like Frank Vogel's a bad coach. It's just like this. Because they failed with all this stuff, like, you just – you have to do something different. Right. And he's going to be the guy that they're going to do something different with. And, and it we've seen for- because I don't know if there's a better guy necessarily. Like, yeah, there's, there's four or five names out there in the world that could be an upgrade. But outside of that, it's like you're going to get something similar but different.
0: Right. And realistically, from what we've seen from the Lakers front office, we're not going to see changes above Frank Vogel. So Frank Vogel is obviously going to be the one that changes – and some of those names that have been rumored to be replacing him, if situations that they're currently in go bad, are Quinn Snyder and Doc Rivers. I for one would love Quinn Snyder as the next head coach of the Lakers and would love to keep Doc Rivers as far away from the Lakers as possible. I do not want him as the next head coach. He's a good that coach. would be No, he's not Tyler. He's a good coach. Tyler, he has the most blown three one leads in NBA history with three different teams. He's done it three times he gets absolutely more credit than he deserves for that boston celtics team he did not live up to any expectations with the lob city clippers they had championship expectations every year and they couldn't get out of the second round there's not a lot of guys out there walking around with championship rings there's that's just not fine
1: there's just not i mean yeah i get what you're saying there's some smudges on it but that, that man Produces competitive basketball. Everything that you said just now, like... He might not even last two years in Philly, Tyler. The, those circumstances are because he they were high expectations. They were good basketball teams. Uh, he did well in those seasons. They just didn't get it done at the end. That's what matters most, though. It it does. It does. But, that, but it also means that he was this close to going the other way. So, it's like, you know, a couple things go here or there. In any one of those series, we're talking differently.
0: I don't know. I... I do the not put, want The guy
1: the guy puts out competitive basketball teams is what I'm saying. There's not a ton of guys that you just know they're going to make you competitive and then from there it's
0: it's a player thing to me. If Doc Rivers becomes the head coach of the Lakers, half the fan base riot. I don't will think riot. that's going to happen. I mean, I think he's going to stay in Philly. It's not just, if James Harden you know, says I won't sign an extension unless you get rid of Doc Rivers. That would be that would be tough. Daryl Morey will but, 100% side with James Harden over yeah, Doc Rivers.
1: Yeah, for sure, but we'll, we got to see what happens first. Yeah. I mean, there's a really important stretch coming up here, the NBA playoffs, that <laughs> they will make or break this kind of decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, Quinn Snyder is the head coach of the Jazz right now. Doc Rivers is with the 76ers. So, I mean, a lot of things yeah. would have to happen for either of those guys to potentially become the Lakers' next head coach. But I think the Lakers will be in the search for a new head coach this offseason. And
1: the Lakers, you know, they still have a great foundation to to be a, a championship basketball
0: team the next two years yeah lebron james and anthony davis is a great foundation it's
1: it's all about it's all about getting you know getting the right pieces around them and and uh um and them staying healthy i mean lebron you can't bank on lebron to play more than 55 games at this point in his career so you really need ant to play 70 yeah or Um, and and you need to bring back guys like austin reeves like the well he'll he'll
0: for sure be back
1: you need to – you should focus on bringing as many players back from this year's team as possible, having three, four open spots and
0: nailing those three, four acquisitions. Well, the problem is Russell Westbrook's contract. That $47 million needs to either be moved yeah. or they need to figure out a way to, to make it work with Russell Westbrook next year for one more year. Yeah, I, I,
1: I don't see him moving. So I feel like you're going to have a LeBron F the four – an ant at the five and a Russ at the one. You've got to find. You've got to find some 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 players that can play at that two and that three spot. Shooters. They, they've got to be shooting. shooters. Shooters. They, they got to be three and D guys. Um, and if and if not, you're going to do that. Then you got to find a center to play with Ant and LeBron. Um, so it's but but on top of that, I think it really is crucial. I don't care who it is, Gabriel Reeves, Tht Malik Monk, Malik Monk. I don't. You know, I don't care who it is. You have to bring back four or five role players, whether they're second or third string, or maybe one of them is a starter. You've got to bring back some. You got to have continuity. You got to. It doesn't even have to be the four or five best guys. You just need a half of that. Half this team. Half that team next year needs to be from last year.
0: Unfortunately, that's that's going to be a lot easier said than done.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if top priorities, Malik Monk. He's Austin gonna have to Reeves. take a
0: discount, though.
1: He did this year, yeah, you know? and he had a great season. KCP did a very similar thing with the Lakers.
0: KCP was also a clutch client.
1: One, one, uh, one, um, one year deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he bet on himself. He didn't get a deal to this third season. Yeah. So uh, I, I, you know, I think that that's the Lakers are gonna hang their hat on the big three, which is which is old and brittle. So they really <laughs> they really need to nail. The transition of signing some of these guys back and really nailing you know the center that brings shot blocking and defense the outside shooting you know you really need to nail those positions
0: i really don't see russell westbrook on the lakers next year i think potentially one move that could possibly happen and it's been rumored and kind of talked about it, John it was kind of, no i i do not want that to happen that would be the same that's
1: the same but different
0: exactly I think a potential move that could happen and it was rumored at the trade deadline that it that it might happen but Russell Westbrook to the Knicks for maybe Julius Randle, Cam Reddish and Alex Burks. That That'd would be, just
1: be that would just be such a stupid trade for the Knicks.
0: But the Knicks get a point guard with a big name and it's New York and and then they suck again. I mean, hey, Tom Thibodeau can if, run him into the ground.
1: I could see that going down if they thought that they could snag
0: Zion. But that you know, like let's get Zion and Russ with RJ. But the Lakers somehow need to maximize that forty-seven million dollars that Russell Westbrook's owed and spread it between multiple players that can contribute. It's gonna be tough. I it is think, gonna be tough. It's it's a very tall task. Yeah,
1: I, I I just I just don't I don't see a way where they're gonna be able to move him. And and uh, and get yeah, I mean I just don't see a way that a team's gonna take on that contract.
0: It's going to be tough, but we'll see.
1: I think you see Russell, LeBron, and Ant in a Laker uni next year.
0: We'll see. Which
1: is going to be crazy to see.
0: At least my jersey will be good for another season. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I hope they bring back Carmelo. <laughs> that would be, you know, if he if he wants to play another year.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Melo. He might be done.
1: Which is too bad. Because I is. think that he could still play, a court, you know, 12 minutes
0: a night for sure and, and the and mellow really got the short end of the stick on with the lakers this year because he no was he expect- was
1: actually out there too he and was he was playing. relied
0: upon a lot more than i think no. they were expecting to and every fucking guy on that team was yeah I, I i truly believe that every guy
1: on that team got the short end of the stick nobody's like, role on this team was it consistent was, this it was, year it was all a domino effect from and davis's um you know availability yeah all right let's get out of here tyler you got a shout out before we do that shout out the Tar Heels for sending Mike Krzyzewski home <laughs> on a fucking fat l
0: twice all righty well I'm going to shout out Pat McAfee for having the most incredible Sunday over the weekend at Wrestlemania he won his match against Austin Theory at Wrestlemania he got to wrestle Vince McMahon at Wrestlemania and what Pat's calling a, a quote unsanctioned match because uh, Vince ended up winning that match uh he got to drink beers with Stone Cold Steve Austin he then took a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin and probably had a top five sell of all time, and KFC from Barstool said, Pat playing in the Super Bowl is the second coolest Sunday of his life, <laughs> and he's 100% right, because yeah. what happened to Pat on Sunday is straight out of a movie. You, you couldn't write a script any better than that. A nerd's dream yeah i mean i don't i don't know if you were into wrestling I, you were ne- a kid. I was never
1: into wrestling i was into it yeah. for a
0: period as a kid and it then was, it
1: was very much it was very much one of those things that i was i was teasing people for <laughs> i was very much against it i thought it was a
0: joke <laughs> i've only recently started to get back into it just because of pat and that's that's really the only thing well, i thought i mean it.
1: i just i was such a sports nut that like i didn't i didn't understand the show aspect of it where it, it really is a tv show it's no.
0: not a it's yeah. like a soap opera. It's a long. It's run- a male. It's a male soap opera.
1: It's a long-running soap opera uh, full of drama and acting. Um, I mean, don't don't freak out. I know the moves are real. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. The athleticism and the pain is real, but
1: but it's a show. It's similar to like the fucking. Cirque There's a Soleil, story. You know. Yeah, like, a- Those are athletic people doing crazy shit, but it's it's a show. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not like we don't. It's not one of those things where we don't know what's gonna happen when it starts to when it ends yeah they know yeah uh but i will say this i'm i've i've completely 100% committed to wrestlemania 2023 in los angeles yes next year in la i'm going for sure i'm down yeah yeah no well because blake's been planning it for years oh yeah blake's
0: Blake's huge into wrestling yeah
1: yeah and he's he's pretty good with predictions Oh, i mean i I got it i I think a lot of people like I mean i think people always can kind of the good wrestling fans kind of figure it out but he thinks that the rock's going to show up yeah because it's in hollywood and all that kind of stuff so
0: well and roman reigns is the the universal champion now after beating brock lesnar at wrestlemania this past weekend so
1: roman reigns versus rock is what he says is going to be the the the
0: event that's uh, that's like the rock's nephew so it's like the the whole family bloodline thing
1: so i'll definitely go to uh to enjoy that it'll be fun just scream your face off and um i love the movie ready to rumble which is like i think it was made by wwe and mtv like in the early 2000s. oh yeah i
0: remember that movie so uh that's like my only wrestling exposure really i feel you but all right with that that wraps up episode 244 of the tsk show for tyler pacholke i'm eric the duke of sports scholar be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify the iHeartRadio app or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Picholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.